0: Hey, what's up? It's your girl Enchantress, poetess and interdisciplinary media extraordinaire. Stay tuned for Hidden Treasure, where we shine the light on the gems in our own backyard. Cancer season is really not my friend. Like yesterday... I pretty much, I mean, I've been working and I've been working full time and also enrolled. I mean, I didn't enroll in 12 classes this semester, which is what it is required to be a full time student, but I'm in nine. I took nine credit hours this semester and besides that when i'm not working when i am not in classes like i have really just been struggling to take care of myself um just been struggling mentally and emotionally and i feel i mean i thought about it yesterday and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that this time last year is Really, when I just completely was estranged from my family system. Like, I mean, I was happy during quarantine. I was so happy. But then also I was just, I think what it was is that I had the space to mourn and grieve the loss of those connections. And I also had connections that kind of um, not necessarily replaced it. But, like, people who supported me while I was going through that that difficult time. And the difference between then and now is that I genuinely, truly feel alone. Like, and not even just feel. Like, that is also kind of the reality. The reality is I am alone with these feelings. And... Some time ago, sometime like back, this was like March, I wrote something in my notes, but these feelings are resonating now, so I'm gonna read it. The continuous battle I have with myself as a creator and as an individual is still doing the work when it isn't valued. For me personally, I don't necessarily desire affirmation from the public. Just like every creative who's doing ancestral and soul work, I create for God. The difference is to me, God is the original ancestor in all of her descendants. So, my ancestors, my blood ancestors, my elders, my mothers, my family are my God. My estrangement from my family in this realm adds a level of shame and isolation to my work that is incredibly difficult to navigate. This is communal work i'm not collecting the bones blood and stories good bad and ugly of our lineage for myself only if my storytelling if my work if my creations ain't liberating and healing our kinship tangibly then what the fuck am i doing this for if it's only further alienating me from other people not drawing me nearer to them what am i doing this for shout out to my spirits <laughs> that's genuinely all I can say like I I genuinely I don't think people understand like every fucking day that I that I wake up every day that I wake up and choose to get out of my bed like I'm moving fucking mountains man like I remember some years ago I was having a conversation just about like the state of this world and I genuinely like, and I'm so for real I, t- I basically told them like if I really sit down and think about the shit that I have to deal with if I sit down and think about the the current climate like in every sphere like politically socially culturally like just the way this world is I would never get out of bed again like I would just never get out of bed I would be so bogged and weighed down with depression and just, man, I just feel, I feel, I feel, I feel very intensely and I, I can't not think about it now. Like I I genuinely do just, I don't understand. Actually, I do understand the only, that's why I said, shout out to my spirits, man, the only reason why I get out of bed every morning is because of my spirits, it's because of their encouragement, literally this morning, I was, I was just crying, I was crying, I was just kind of like pouring my heart out to them, and this song came to my mind, this song by fucking Patty LaBelle, and it's like, Somebody loves you, baby. That shit, (laughs) that shit made me laugh, man. I'm not gonna lie, it made me laugh, and it's just kind of like, nah. Shout out to my spirits. Shout out to Papa. Keep eye out for baby daughter. Dead ass. Shout out to, shout out to all my spirits, but in particularly right now, shout out to my poppy. That that's my dog. That's my dog. I just know like no seriously this time last year I got a reading I was also working then I was working a different job talking about that where the fuck is my hazard pay (laughs) because I was working during quarantine but yeah so last year I got a reading um that was originally when someone told me that I should look into um because for i think for about a, a year or some change now people keep telling me the only reason why i went from studying Efa to studying conjure to studying hoodoo is because i had a reading done and they were basically like yeah baby you're not yoruba which i think my spirits were trying to tell me they were they've been trying to tell me this but you know everybody has been caught up in this like y'all all of us ain't yoruba like for real i think a lot of people have been studying like ifa and lukumi i think that's how you say it and like santeria but we really are not all yoruba i know that fucking white people have made it seem like you know african descended people are a monolith we certainly are not but yes so people for a while have been telling me to look into some sort of conjure they were telling me specifically to look into um not well yes North American conjure but also they were telling me to look into um like Haitian like Haitian voodoo Haitian conjure however I think like the that was the first time I got the reading done I think she was close but like not necessarily there I'm gonna get into that in a little bit but yeah so this time last year I got a reading done and um, she basically was telling me, like it was an, an it was an ancestor reading and she was telling me, you know, like what kind of, you know, things I should be researching, what kind of things I should be looking for or looking into. And also she was just kind of like reading my my energy, like reading, reading, reading the the energy of my ancestors as well, like basically looking into that. And she told me, she was like, you know, I, I kind of see this, um, I'm to, I'm gonna, I feel like th- there are some things that are just private and sacred that should not be divulged. But basically I feel like, like my poppy be covering me. Like he be looking out for me. he be watching out for me. Like I'm really my ancestors, baby y'all. Like don't play about me. They want all the fucking smoke. They want all the smoke. But the difficult thing is, like, right now, they kind of have to, like, lean back and stay out of it because it's between their children. Like, it's like right now, they're just trying to make us, they're just trying to have us resolve the conflict on our own without their intervening. Because, you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to choose favorites when it comes to family. I feel like that could be why they're just kind of like, Mm, we can we can comfort you we can make space for your emotions for your feelings but baby boo we can't get involved in this one we can't we can't have a smoke for this one but yeah so shout out to poppy shout out shout out to my spirits shout out to my poppy um, I also I just want to talk about full circle moments, period, because like I said, I feel like this is like almost the anniversary of my estrangement from my family. So I kind of want to give myself the space to like air my fucking dirty laundry out. I feel like I have been continu- not even feel like I don't know why I keep saying feel, because not only is this me saying these things from an emotional place, but also like logically, like the fucking facts the things that happened (laughs) because I I feel like I am the reason why I am the fucking the collector of the stories is because of the fact that I can very much emotionally detach myself from situations and matters and circumstances like I am very much a person that can to an extent it's like I almost remove myself like I think that's the reason why I've just made it so long in life because I like I dis I just what is it called disassociate yes I do that shit like so fucking hard so heavy to and that's really why I have to like ground myself in my body that's why it's so important for me to do like sensuality work and you know, light my candles and use my bath soaps and, and everything, just engage my senses because of the fact that I have difficulty keeping my spirit, keeping my mind connected to my flesh. I definitely do. So, yeah, so like not even just emotionally, but logically, these are the things, the things that have transpired over the course of like the past two or three years um I honestly feel like honestly fuck two or three years I just really need to take it the fuck back take it the fuck back the beginning the beginning is the fact that my parents did not want to be in a relationship period. <laughs> um yeah so i guess this is me telling the story of my circumstances coming into this world my parents did not want to be together my mom married my dad because she thought it was the safest choice because she was recently saved my dad was very much involved in the church like i said my my grandmother was my grandmother was a pastor and my my father now Which is also why I just haven't ever really came out about my truth because of the fact that he's such a prominent figure in Tampa, in in the community that I've been raised in. And I know, like, people, they just don't believe the shit that I say. They think I'm fucking lying. My whole, my entire family, literally, they they call me a liar. But let me just, let me just tell the story and let you guys make your own decisions. How about that? So my mother did not want to... She married my father because it was the safe choice. Because she thought that as a Christian woman, it was best for her to be in a relationship with a man who was very rooted in his faith, in his religious beliefs. And my father was like, at that time, he was, you know, singing in the church, pretty much studying to be a minister of music. Like, being initiated into clerical duties. And my father, I'm not entirely sure why he married my mother. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that my grandfather certainly encouraged him to um, pursue a relationship with my mother. However, they married... Their relationship was incredibly volatile. My father was very physically abusive to my mother. Um, I'm not sure if she was also physically abusive. I do know that my mother, mm, she did not grow up in the most, what is it? Like my grandparents had a very healthy relationship, but I don't, necessarily believe that her mother and her father and her mother and her stepfather had particularly healthy relationships or functional relationships so that could have impacted um the way that you know she handled the relationship but also like that also just doesn't merit or it it doesn't excuse physical violence um, it got to the point where I think the elders and the family got involved, and it was just it was just a mess. Their relationship was a mess, and it has been a mess my entire entire life. My mother also I think just suffered a lot with I think just mental mental struggles, mental struggles as well. And at some point she snapped and she was Baker acted and me and my sister. And I remember this. I remember this particular incident vividly. Um, We were with our mother and I, I really won't go into it. Like, it's like, why not? Why not? Right. Why not? I think there's so much shame around our stories and it keeps us from talking about it we we say oh well that's only family business but the reality is we don't talk about it with family either there's just so much shame around our stories so i'm just going to i'm going to pray that over this particular episode that it only falls into the ears and the hands and the minds of those who have my best interests at heart and also their own best interests so that they can use this story to empower them to also tell their truths, to also walk in their truths and not to allow shame to silence them. That's what I'm going to say. That's my intention for this particular episode. And it will it will very likely be lengthy. So just prepare for that. This episode is intended to be lengthy because I'm not talking about five minute quick shit. Like this is me talking about the heavy, heavy emotions and, and traumatic memories that I'm navigating currently. I do recall that um, my mother at some point was just kind of she, she thought that bad things were going to happen to me and my sister. I'm really not quite sure exactly what was going on with her mentally because all of this was me. This is from my perspective as a what, seven, eight year old child. But I do remember that we were like in the car with my mother a lot. We were, you know, sleeping in motels and from what I've pieced together from other family members my mom was driving to Atlanta to stay with her sister for some time however she didn't call ahead and let her know that she was going there either way it ended up that my mom got the police basically caught up with her and she was Baker acted and me and my sister were in the car in the back seat And I remember being fucking terrified. I was just so terrified because all I saw behind us was police lights and just flashing. And I didn't see my mom. I didn't know where my mother was. And I'm like crying now, but. And the police basically tapped on the window. They were like, you know, trying to get me and my sister to get out of the car. And I'm really not sure exactly how that whole situation played out. But I do remember at some point ending up in the back of a police car and being taken to a station. And I believe this was, it might have been in Ocala. I'm not sure exactly where it was, but I believe it was in Ocala. We got transported to Ocala and they called my father and I think initially he wasn't going to get us he was going to have my stepfather come get us but my stepdad was told that because he wasn't the biological father and the biological father was here was in you know in the state of Florida that he would have to be the one to come to collect us I'm not sure if that is 100% 100% truth but that is just things that I've pieced together from what I've been told um, and the reason why I know that my father did not want to come get us because, is because numerous times in the future over the course of the years he reminded us every day that he did not want he didn't want us like <laughs> literally he, was, he would tell us I should have left y'all in Ocala, yeah, so um, we were, I remember being given these teddy bears, this is so irrelevant, but I remember being given these teddy bears by these police officers, and then, you know, my dad picked us up, and from that point forward, basically, what we got from our mother was pretty much abandonment, which I do I can't admit I can say that she just mentally emotionally she's just been through so much in her life and she just didn't have the capacity to show up for me and my sister even though we were facing hell in my father's house so as I mentioned before my father was incredibly abusive to my mother he was also very verbally physically emotionally, financially, just pretty much very abusive to me and my sister. And, um, I mean, I feel like so, so much of it, my brain has just, just tried to force me to forget, but like it, I like my, my childhood, it just feels like a fever dream because of the fact that my brain has has genuinely forced me to forget it it has it has made me forget so many shitty things that i've endured um under the care of my father but i do recall being slapped being thrown down hallways having his elbow pressed against my neck like being pushed into walls, being like him trying to flip me while I'm on a bed, like trying to flip the, the, the fucking bed frame while I'm on the bed, um, being told not to come to him if I get raped, being told that he should have left me in Ocala, that he pretty much wished that he never got us, being told that he couldn't wait until we left his house, being told that I'm disrespectful, that I'm going to have a miserable life. Just literally, I just every single moment that I mean, and of course, there were some good moments, but they were just undershadowed by the bad because of the fact that it was like at any moment he could just fucking flip if we didn't wash the dishes when we came home, even though we had homework and other responsibilities besides just being his fucking maids like he could lose his shit if we didn't want to babysit all the time because we wanted to do something this weekend if we because I have a younger brother if really just anything like sometimes it was just things that we we just just never should have never gotten in trouble for just the fucking most mundane shit and don't get me wrong we weren't perfect children we definitely did things that weren't good but that's fucking kids. That's what that's what can be expected of children who are learning the world and learning right from wrong. I feel like there was just, we just had no grace. It was a merciless home. It literally felt like hell. It felt like I was being punished for being alive. And I remember it, it kind of reached a head when I was in eighth grade. And I remember that was the first moment that I can recall wanting to die. And I think it was just for like the the past few weeks, I can't even necessarily remember what triggered it. But it was just like a long period of time where my father was like beefing with me. Like, I, w- I think I came home from from school one day, and I didn't tell him, hey, I didn't greet him. Which, if anybody knows me, they know that if I see you every day, I'm more than likely not going to greet you when I come in the house. Like, when I come home, I don't want to perform. I don't want to do, you know, respectability politics. I don't want to do manners. I want to be my fucking self. So people who have lived with me know, like, that shit, I just don't do that. I don't I don't talk to people. I just start a conversation with you. I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, you know, as soon as I walk through the fucking front door. But I walked in the front door. I didn't greet my dad. He told me to to step out and to come back when I had a better attitude, which I didn't even have an attitude. But that was just his assumption. And... I wasn't planning on coming in. That was just my plan. I was gonna sit out here until fucking dinner time, and like he got angry because I didn't immediately come in and be like, "Hey," and, and yeah, and which obviously that was a really shitty thing for me to do. Like you know, I was being nested. Necess- I was being petty as fuck. But it was just like little things like that. Little things like that would turn into like him screaming at me and him literally trying to hurt me threatening me and putting his hands on me and it was just like basically a week of that every day I came from home it was just something similar to that it was just little fucking petty shit that that just worked together to make my life just miserable And I, I really cannot, I can't recall what, what caused like the big fucking blowout issue. But, um, I just was so tired. I was so exhausted and I wanted, I just was like, this man very obviously does not want me here. I'm not welcomed here. Like, and it really felt like I wasn't welcomed on earth, period. And mind you, I'm not going to lie. Eighth grade was a fucking terrible year for me. That's really what it was. That's what really made it even fucking worse. Eighth grade was a terrible year for me. I was like, I fell out with all of my fucking friends. <laughs> People talked so much shit about me. My And I think that's really what it was. Like my friends would torment me for my physical looks. And for the way that I was, and I was I was really depressed. I was really depressed eighth grade year. I I I didn't ha- I didn't have really anybody. I didn't have anybody to lean to, and then it was like when I went home, it was it was a war. It was a battle. So yeah, it it just was like I. I can recall being in the tub and just contemplating the, the the quickest way that I could that I could die. And I ended up running away from home. And the entire way that I was the entire time I was literally praying that someone would find me and fucking kidnap me and kill me. That that was literally my prayer luckily that didn't happen but also unfortunately because it was like once I returned home then it was even fucking worse but that was just pretty much my life for from for as long as I could remember like not being socially accepted at school not fitting in at school being bullied at school and then coming home and being bullied by my dad like That was my fucking life. And I mean, I had a break on the weekends because, you know, sometimes I would go to my granny's house. But pretty much, like, I just, I just really, I really had such a hard time growing up. And then recently... Last Father's Day. Um, actually, before then, I got kicked out of my dad's home. I've mentioned that before. I got kicked out of my father's home for building an ancestral altar. Um, and I moved in with my cousin, which my dad's family was apparently really fucking angry about. And, um... You know, eventually my cousin did talk me into, you know, going to my my um, my deceased grandmother. I mean, it's it's her and her husband's home, but we always called it grandma's house. So my grandma's house where my aunts live. But when I was there, it was basically like just the same thing that I, I my with my dad. My dad would bully us and then also pretty much, you know, make us clean up because we're we we had a vagina clean up the house and and clean up after him and everybody else and bathe my my younger brother and and do things that a parent is supposed to be doing but that's besides the point I digress um when I got to my grandmother's house basically like my aunt had me cleaning up um the cabinets cleaning out the cabinets cleaning out the fridge and then also I didn't know, but she pretty much left and left, you know, the kids there and didn't really convey to me like, hey, I I want you to watch them for a a while while I step out. And I thought that was really fucked up and really shitty. So I decided to go back home. I waited until she came back. You know, I I think it was a a while, but I waited until she came back. Um, And then pretty much like I went, I went back to, to my cousin's house. Like, I was like, yeah, this is not what I came over here for. I came over to spend time with my family. But it's very obvious that you guys only see me as a servant, see me as a a punching bag. Like, I'm here to, to make everybody else's life better. And since that moment, my aunt has been extremely, both of my aunts have been really pissed with me or upset with me and I really feel like that's not my fucking fault really not my really not my fucking my emotions or feelings to to handle or manage not fucking my responsibility at all and then fast forward until when I moved to Tallahassee It was Father's Day. Father's Day, even though my dad has been a really fucking shitty dad my entire life, I reached out to him and I told him, I said, happy Father's Day. And I don't know. I guess he was basically trying to say that he didn't get the message. Actually, let me stop because I'm missing something. I'm missing something. What I'm missing is that my father moved to Atlanta and didn't tell me or my fucking sister until after he had already moved so there's that (laughs) and then yeah like can we just give this nigga the fucking father's day of the award for real father's father of the year award here you go but yeah and then despite all of that despite all the fucking chaos and all the shit that I've been through in my childhood I reached out to him on father's day He claimed that he never got the message, and he reached out to me and my sister. He put us in a group message, and he told us that he was releasing us, and I deleted the message. It was screenshotted, but I deleted it, because why do I even need to keep that in my fucking psyche? But yeah, he basically told us that he was releasing us, and all this other shit. To me, that sounds like you're fucking telling us that you're cutting us off, so on my because at this time I had two instagrams I had a main page and then I had my page that was devoted to my poetry on my poetry page which is mostly family and then people who are like so fucking like they're strangers they'll probably never meet me in my life in real life but um yeah um I basically put like mm, it's cancer season and everybody is fucking acting emotional as shit and basically was like my, and my dad's talking about he's releasing us and all this other shit like it was just like one of those y- y'all know how the fuck I do one of those fucking messy ass <laughs> paragraphs that I be writing and I just went on about my business but apparently one of my cousins which if my family is so fucking weird they're so weird and messy I really her and her mother and because her mother is also my cousin her mother and my dad fall out all the fucking time and her and her mom fall out all the time so I really feel like her mom was using that as leverage to get back in my dad's good graces and she was using that as leverage to get back in her mother's good graces because her and her mother had recently been having a little spat or what the fuck ever So she screenshotted it, and I guess she must have showed it to her mom, or she sent it to my dad, however it got to him, and he messaged me, and my uncle and my aunts were calling me, and all this other shit. I asked her, I said, hey, did you send that to my dad? Initially, I wasn't even angry. I wasn't even angry. But it was the fact that she didn't respond. Like, it was hours later and she didn't respond. And that kind of indicated to me that let me know that she did it to be fucking malicious. Like, it was to be malicious. So I blocked her. Then she fucking messaged me and she was like, Oh, did you block me? And basically trying to say that she was doing it because she cares about me and all this other shit. And I'm like, you know, if you really cared about me, then you would have fucking said something directly to me. You wouldn't have screenshotted it and sent it to my father. And honestly, that goes into my other point of, of me feeling like a lot of the times people have made me silence myself, have made me have monitored my tone have policed me to censor the feelings of people who have abused me and who have caused harm to me and that's just not with my fucking father like that's literally in every single relationship and every single connection where I feel like I'm I'm trying to advocate for myself people try to get me to police my fucking tone to center the feelings of people who should not be fucking centered because they are the ones who are causing harm they're not the ones being harmed they're the ones causing harm so basically we got I got into a very big disagreement with my cousin and I feel like she betrayed me she stabbed me in my back because there have been many times where she has you know said things to me about her about her father not 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 even just about her father but about her parents about her siblings all of these other things and never once have I ever told anybody even to this day after that never once have I told anybody anything that she's ever fucking told me never but it was very clear that she told all my fucking business to her mother like she, I'm, I'm almost certain because she literally when she look, bro, y'all need to understand. She was like, basically, I blocked her on everything, spam account, main account, all that shit. Blocked her ass. She turned to calling my sister. She was like, um, just saying very hurtful things like, oh, what you, oh, what you gonna put roots on me and all of this other shit, bitch, <laughs> which I should. I motherfucker should, bitch, cause I'm just now processing all the fucked up shit y'all have fucking done to me, bitch. I should, but um, yeah. And then she also was like basically saying, "Oh, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come to Tallahassee and slap you." talking to my sister and your little hoe ass sister so from that i'm fucking piecing together she must have told her mom the things that i do with my fucking pussy which bitch if you're straight why are you worried about it keep my fucking pussy out your mouth thank you thank you the fuck very much anyways now i'm just being a messy bitch i don't care though i don't fucking care because you know what i feel like for years i've just kind of held these things inside of me and I do that a lot. I bottle shit up and I don't give myself the the, the space to, to speak and articulate my feelings. And a lot of that has to do with the fact, like I said, I never had the emotional safety or even physical safety to articulate and convey the way that I felt. Like everybody tried to make it seem like, "Oh, haven't I always allowed you to say what's on your mind?" No. <laughs> no, when I said what's on my mind, I got fucking hit. When I said what's on my mind, I got yelled at. When I said what's on my mind, I got silenced. So no the fuck you haven't. No you fucking haven't actually and not only like okay that was that was that incident and then most recently with the kirk frank situation i posted about that situation on my page because it was shitty i don't care i don't fucking care how old he is i don't give a fuck what he did to kirk franklin kirk franklin is his fucking father and bitch i can promise you i can guarantee motherfucking to you that you will never hear me talking like that to my children and my thing is also everybody is, again, centering the feelings of someone who is causing harm, while at the same time condemning the person who is being harmed. Like y'all, this the grace and mercy that you're extending to Kirk Franklin because, you know, all, everybody, every, every, everybody falls short. Everybody falls short. But where is that same? grace and mercy for his son that's what i want to know anyways that post really fucking ticked off another one of my aunts and it really it resulted in her basically saying on facebook for everybody to see that i'm a liar that i lied on my dad about the things that i've experienced in his home mind you fucking mind you i have literally never told anybody But the people in my fucking family the extent of the shit that I've experienced in my dad's home when I went to my cousin's house even though I got kicked out and all of that shit I didn't explain the situation to her I didn't even tell her everything that transpired between my father and me I have literally not told anybody besides my fucking family besides my friends even the people even that that post on the internet people barely know the shit that I've really experienced at the fucking hands of my father and I did I did when I ran away I did try and tell the police the shit that I experienced in my dad's home but they didn't fucking believe me they didn't. They didn't fucking believe me and they basically told me, "Fuck you. Fuck your feelings. You need to go with him because it's easier for us to do than to write up a fucking report. And if you do this shit again, you'll end up in juvenile justice system." That's literally what the fuck they told me. So from then on, I kept my fucking mouth shut. I kept my fucking mouth shut, and I literally did not... It's people in my family. It's people who are friends with my dad who probably to this day probably will never in the future know the extent of the shit that I fucking experienced in my dad's home. Because that stupid bullshit fucking line that black people say, oh, what happens in this house stays in this house. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck that. Because guess what? What happened in that house fucking lives with me in Tallahassee what happened in that house is stinking up my fucking life to this day a year fucking later I'm having dreams I'm having dreams about the shit that I fucking experienced I am fucking traumatized and I'm not even exaggerating I'm not being fucking funny like, bitch, one thing about me, I am not dramatic. People No, bitch, bitch, I am not dramatic. I keep my fucking cool. I genuinely do. I'm passionate about shit. I'm passionate about people protecting children. I'm passionate about women. I'm passionate about feminine people. But I am not fucking dramatic. I, I be I be so fucking serious. I am so like fucking no nonsense. <laughs> Bitch, one thing about it, I have no reason to lie. I have nothing to gain. It doesn't benefit me to lie. Never once in my fucking life has, has anybody protected me, has anybody defended me, has anybody fucking advocated for me but me trust and that that really goes for everybody and everybody that I've ever fucked with my friends my family that I fucked with we see what happened in this situation with my cousin she not the only one when the chips are fucking down when it really came down to it the only person that spoke up for me the only person that advocated for me on my behalf was me was fucking me and every single time I was punished for it. I was punished for it. Even if I went out of my way to defend and advocate for everybody else. I was punished. I was punished. Like that is in and, and, bitch and tell me I'm fucking lying bitch anybody who's ever been in a fucking in any sort of setting or situation with me tell me I don't fucking advocate for people tell me I don't go to bat for people even people who have fucking crossed me and did me dirty people who talk shit about me people who have done fucked up things to me tell me I don't fucking go to bat for them tell me I don't advocate for them but when it's my fucking turn everybody is silent nobody got shit to say And that's just fucking facts. Bitches will sit and let a motherfucker throw dirt on my name and call me a liar and paint me out as the villain and the monster and call me fucking disrespectful and say that I'm evil and say that I'm putting roots on people. Bitch, I haven't done shit anything that you fucking experience is the consequences of your own motherfucking actions bitch i haven't i haven't literally never in my fucking life all the dirty fucked up shit people have done to me never in my life have i ever crossed someone (laughs) and so many people have deserved it so many times it's been fucking justified i can tell you now bitch never in my life have I ever, 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 ever fucking crossed anyone? Never. Not my fucking daddy. Not my fucking cousin. None of them. Bitch, I ain't never, never put nothing on nobody. Never. Trifling fucking bitch. But y'all are so loyal to the the, the lies that you tell about me. I'm not saying I'm a fucking person, a, a perfect person. But one thing about it, bitch, I have always been the first. First of all, bitch, I'm my fucking biggest bully. <laughs> bitch. I'll be the first to point out my flaws. I don't need nobody else to fucking do that shit for me. Anyways, I say all that to say that loyalty is not a fucking luxury. Loyalty is not a luxury. And even though see the the reason why the main reason why I'm not mad solely at my father or solely at my cousin or solely at my aunts but still again mad at fucking white supremacy is <laughs> because of the fact that I know these are things that the dogma that black people subscribe to the doctrine that white that black people subscribe to that comes from white culture is at fault here because it is in listen hear me out because i know that it's practiced differently elsewhere but as far as christianity in the west christianity in the west does not value children Christianity in the West does not see children as people, as human beings with feelings that deserve to be protected and cherished. They don't see children as gifts and as precious. They don't. And that's not me saying, listen, that's not me talking about fucking, again, People who are quote unquote pro-life, they're not fucking pro-life. They're pro controlling the lives of women. Because they don't actually do anything to, they don't do anything to take care of the children that are alive. The children that are alive, they put in cages. The children that were alive, we we're finding their bodies right now under schools. The children that are alive are in the fucking juvenile justice system. Are in prison. Are, are on their way to prison. On the fucking school to pipeline. I mean the, the fucking school to prison pipeline. <laughs> Jesus I can't even talk. Are being. Suppressed emotionally. And mentally and sexually. Yes. Are not being equipped with adequate information about their bodies. And about consent. Are being groomed by adults because of this lack of information are being abused are being conditioned to believe that they are not important, invaluable, and, and precious. And tell me I'm fucking wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Please. <laughs> And you can say, oh, but you don't have kids. I was a child. Bitch, that's going to always be my fucking combat to that, that argument. Oh, you don't have kids. You don't know what it's like to raise kids. You're right. But I know what it's like to be a fucking kid. And to not only be a kid, but to be a kid who experienced many of the, the fucking difficulties that I just listed being oppressed being black being assigned female at birth being raised in a family system that made it very clear that I was not valuable to them that I was replaceable that I was disposable right now to this day those these people do not fucking talk to me you think they missing out on any sleep you think they their lives have stopped living you know who's dealing With the fucking repercussions. Who's dealing with the pain and the suffering and the hurt? Me. They sleep easy as fuck at night. These niggas getting the best rest of their life probably. I'm the one having sleepless nights. I'm the one having to navigate and deal with fucking uncomfortable situations bitch this is not just a story that I'm telling myself it's the truth it's the motherfucking truth these people feel no guilt for ruining my life for making my life hell for making me hate myself for teaching me for teaching me how to hate myself for teaching me how to cause harm to myself. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to take care of myself. That's literally that's what this year has taught me. When I was at my dad's house, I didn't fucking eat most of the time. Every night, he would sit up in his room, him and my brother would have Chinese food well, sometimes, sometimes we had to get him food. But literally, if my brother, if my brother was fed, if my brother was fed, I wouldn't fucking eat. There would be nights where I didn't eat. It was a few years where I had to get my own school supplies. I had to figure out how I was going to get school supplies. I had to figure out how I was going to access the things that I needed. My parents didn't help me fucking move to Tallahassee. They ain't paid not a single fucking bill. They don't fucking help me. They don't call to check up on me. Like, bitch, I, me, I'm the one that's dealing with the fucking, I'm the one who is in need, who's lacking. These motherfuckers ain't missing out on no meals, ain't missing out on no sleep. Bitch, I don't know how to take care of myself now I don't there will be days I don't fucking eat I will go to work and I won't fucking eat won't fucking drink water maybe that's not hygienic but I don't give a fuck I don't I won't drink anything I won't drink I won't eat (laughs) on the weekend some of the times I don't even get out of the fucking bed I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know how to love myself. I don't know how to be kind to myself. I don't know how to be sweet to myself. And I'm trying. I'm fucking trying. But my default is always. Is always to hate myself. And those are the feelings. Those are the emotions that that I'm currently navigating. And that's why I say I feel like evil wins evil wins and if it wasn't for my spirits if it wasn't for my ancestors cause even now to this day bitch I don't have nobody that I can depend on and that is not a fucking exaggeration I don't have anyone I don't have anyone I cannot depend on anybody and I think that is so ridiculous and shitty again white systems This whole idea of the black nuclear family. People get their boyfriends that they think is going to be their husbands. Or shit, it may be their husband. And they abandon every other fucking relationship. And my main source of support was from people who are my age. It's from friends and family that are my age. And guess what? Nobody fucking check up on me because they worry about their nigga. And that is the way that it's structured. That is the way the support system is structured under the idea of the nuclear family. I don't understand why black people want to fucking participate in that so much. Why do y'all think that is going to be an effective way of, of parenting? An effective way of creating support for children. It's not even working for white people. White people are struggling with mental health, are struggling with their family systems. Why the, if the nuclear family isn't working for them, if that model isn't working for them, if capitalism isn't working for them, if it's unsustainable, why the fuck do y'all want to adopt it and participate it and perpetuate it in our fucking community so bad? Why? Why? It didn't work for them. Why the fuck do we keep integrating into burning houses? The shit is falling apart. Why are you walking in? Loyalty is not a luxury. And you need more than just a nigga and your kids. You need people. You need people to survive. You need people to take care of you. You are not supposed to take care of yourself by yourself even gods need affirmation even gods need admiration even gods need people to feed them (laughs) what the fuck makes you think you're so different you need people I need people That literally, literally, I need people. (laughs) And Right now, you know, my spirits are doing their best. They holding it down, but. (sighs) Shit was not supposed to be like this. It just wasn't. It was not supposed to be like this. And I'm just like folks be doing me grimy as hell in real time and somehow some fucking hell probably because I would get a spiritual ass whooping if I didn't <laughs> I still choose to embody authenticity to embody love as best I can to embody justice to embody kindness to embody fucking compassion And I would like to think that they're going to get theirs and I'm going to get mine. But there is nothing natural or in order about the current systems that we're living under. Everything is fucking ass backwards. Everything is fucking ass backwards. So the things that I need, the things that I should be accessing, the things that I should have family, Love, money, (laughs) support, compassion, mercy. I'm honestly sick of negotiating for that shit. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm just praying for my mind. I'm praying for my mind, I'm praying for my heart I'm praying for my healing I'm praying that my spirit and my mind and my body still chooses to get up out of bed every morning still chooses life in a world that has made it very clear for me that they want me to choose death that they want me to hate myself that they want me to be spiritually dead if not physically Fuck. Mm. papa keep eye out for baby daughter